إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we reach the section now where the Imam says, Al-Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah ta'ala, wal-imanu bi-anna ar-rajula idha marida ya'juruhu Allahu ala maradihi. To have iman that if a person becomes ill, that Allah rewards that person upon his illness. If a person becomes ill, then Allah rewards that person upon his illness. Ashaykh Rabia says regarding that, إِذَا صَبَرَ إِذَا كَانَ مُؤْمِنًا وَصَبَرَ If he was a believer and he remained patient when he was ill, وَاحْتَسَبَ And he knew that there was reward from Allah. He desired the reward of Allah staying patient in that time of illness. وَلَمْ يَشُكُّ وَلَمْ يَجْزَعْ and he did not have any doubts. And neither did he become saddened, upset, despondent. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him during that time of his illness for his illness without doubt. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ That how amazing is the affair of the believer إِنْ أَمْرَ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ Because all of the affairs of a Muslim are goodness وَلَيْسَ ذَاكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ And that is not for anybody else except for the believers The believers, all of their things, whatever happens to them is goodness How? إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ سَرَّاءَ شَكَرَةَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ ضَرَّاءَ صَبَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ If something good happens to him, then he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He shows his gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that goodness which has happened to him and that is therefore goodness for him. And if something bad happens to him, then he is patient. And due to being patient, when something difficult happens to him, he remains patient. He gets the reward for that too. Similarly, in another narration, it says, وَمَا يُصِيبُ الْمُسْلِمُ مِن نَصُبٍ وَلَا وَصَبٍ وَلَا هَمٍ وَلَا حُزْنٍ وَلَا أَذَى وَلَا غَمٍ حَتَّى الشَّوْكَ يُشَاكُهَا إِلَّا كَفَّرَ اللَّهُ بِهَا مِنْ خَطَايَا In this hadith it mentions that a Muslim, he is not afflicted by various things that are mentioned. 
by grief, by sorrow, by uh, even uh, any type of harm or even a prick. Even he is pricked by something, a thorn. None of that occurs to a believer except that if he is patient upon it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes some of his sins from him. Whenever something difficult occurs to a person, any grief, sorrow, difficulty, hardship, even being pricked by a thorn, something occurs to a believer like that and he's patient, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes some evil deeds from that person. فَكُلُّ بَلَاءٍ يُصِيبُ الْعَبْدَ لَهُ فِيهِ كَفَارًا So every type of difficulty that a servant is faced with, is afflicted by, then it wipes out some of your sins. When you are in in a position of difficulty, something hard happens to you, something difficult happens to you, then a person, he remains patient and some of your sins are expiated, wiped out for that. وَلَهُ فِيهَا أَجْرٍ And there is reward for the person in that. بِمَا فِي ذَلِكَ مَرَضُ الْمَوْتِ إِذَا صَبَرَ فِيهِ وَاحْتَسَبَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْجُرُهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ Even the illness of death, at the time of death, the illness of death, if a person is patient upon that and he seeks the reward of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him even on that. يَأْجُرُهُ عَلَى شُكْرِهِ فِي سَرَّاءِ وَعَلَى صَبْرِهِ فِي الضَّرَّاءِ That a person, he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the times of happiness and ease, and so Allah rewards him for that. And the person is patient at the times of difficulty, so Allah gives him reward for that. وَعَلَى صَبْرِهِ فِي الضَّرَّاءِ وَمِنْهَا حَالَةِ الْمَوْتِ even at the time of death, when a person is dying at the time of death, and all of the difficulties that a person faces at the time of death, even then, if a person is patient, seeks the reward of Allah, then Allah rewards that person. وَإِذَا صَبَرَ عَلَى الدَّقِيقِ وَالْجَلِيلِ فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا يُعْلِ اللَّهُ بِهِ دَرَجَتَهُ وَيَحُطُّ بِهِ عَنْهُ خَطِيئَاتِهِ كَمَا قَالَ الرَّسُولُ الْكَرِيمُ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ وَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ So when a person is patient, whether it's something minor or something large, whatever occurs to a person, something minor or something serious, if you remain patient upon those times, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises your ranks and removes from you your sins. And that is why the Prophet ﷺ said that this is only for the believers, meaning that all of your situations are good. If you're in a happy situation, you thank Allah for that and you get reward and you are uh, goodness for you. And if you are in a bad situation or a difficult situation, you remain patient and you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings you have besides that and you remain patient upon it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove your sins for that difficulty that you face. So then the author says, وَالْإِيمَانُ بِأَنَّ الرَّجُلَ That to have iman if a man لَوْ قَيَّدَهُ بِالْمُؤْمِنِ وَالرَّجُلُ يَشْمَلَ الْمُؤْمِنُ وَغَيْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ لَكِنْ هُوَ يُرِيدُ هَذَا لَكِنْ هَذَا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ لَا لِغَيْرِهِ So here, Ashaykh Rabia says that this is referring to the believer. The iman that a believer, a believer, if he is patient at the time of his illness, when he is ill, 
then he will be rewarded for that. Hal al kafir yujar? Does a kafir also get reward at that time of illness? Ma yujar? Alladhi la yahtasib wa la yasbir wa yajzaa aida la yujar. So when a kafir becomes ill, he will not be seeking the reward of Allah at the time of his illness. He will not be patient at the time of his illness. So there is no reward for the kafir. But the Muslim who is patient at the time of illness and he seeks the reward of Allah during that time of illness, then that is the one who is rewarded with that. Then after that he says, وَقَالَ الْمُؤَلِّفُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ وَالشَّهِيدُ يَأْجُرُهُ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْقَتْلِ The martyr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards him upon that death or upon the killing. نعم يأجره الله على القتل يرفع الله درجته ويكافئه So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards that person who dies in the path of Allah, the martyr, and raises his rank. Allah mentions in the Quran, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ Do not consider that those who were killed in the path of Allah are dead, rather they are alive receiving sustenance with their Lord. هم أحياء ويرزقون عند الله تبارك وتعالى They are alive and they are given sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is where it's mentioned in some of the narrations how their souls are in the bodies of birds that fly around in paradise from lantern to lantern from the throne and from the other places that they fly around in the various aspects of paradise in the uh, bodies of birds, their souls. So this indicates the great reward and the great virtue of the martyr. However, you should be aware that when we talk about the martyr, the one who dies in the path of Allah, then we are not talking about the khawarij, we are not talking about those people who are not practicing Islam properly, those people who are not practicing the methodology of the salaf, we are not talking about people like ISIS. They are not martyrs. They are not what's being mentioned here in these books of the Salaf, in these books of Aqeedah. They are khawarij. They are upon misguidance what they do. Here this is talking about the sincere person upon the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Salaf. Not about the khawarij, the ones that the Prophet ﷺ said, nar, the dogs of the hellfire. Those khawarij and those types of people, they are not what is being referred to here. Then after that, he says, وَالْإِيمَانُ بِأَنَّ الْأَطْفَالِ إِذَا أَصَابَهُمْ شَيْءٌ فِي دَارِ الدُّنْيَا يَأْلَمُونَ وَذَلِكَ أَنَّ بَكَرِ بْنُ أُخْتِ عَبْدِ الْوَاحِدِ قَالَ لَا يَأْلَمُونَ وَكَذَبُ Then he says, to have faith that children feel Pain if afflicted in this world. Bakr, the son of the sister of Abdul Wahid, said they do not feel pain, he has lied. Bakr, this individual, was one of the people of innovation. So here, Sheikh Rabia says, Bakr, هذا من غلات الخوارج وهو كاذب في قوله هذا. Bakr, this person, he was from the extreme types of khawarij. And they are misguided people. 
And he was lying in this statement of his when he said that children do not feel pain when they are afflicted. Sheikh Rabia says, Even the animals they feel pain. So what about people? Of course they do. Children, of course, they feel the pain. Humans, they feel pain. So when a child feels pain, then he screams and he cannot bear the pain. That is something which is known. For example, when he is hungry, he feels the pain and he cries, a child. So when he's hungry, he will cry. And when he is ill, he will cry. And he will shout out. And he will be in pain. So this is no doubt pain within children. So we have iman that children, if they are afflicted by something in this world, they also feel the pain. And this is the correct position, of course, without a doubt. And this individual, the liar, he lied. Bakr ibn Ukht Abdul Wahid, the Khariji or from the extreme Khawarij, who said that the children do not feel anything. Hadihi mukabara, hadihi safsada. Sheikh Rabia says this is just like arrogance. This is just like arrogance and it is stupidity to try to reject something which is actually known. Everybody knows of course a child feels pain too. So to reject something like that it is stupidity, it is foolishness. فَهَذَا أَحَدُ الضُّلَّالِ مِنَ الْخَوَارِجِ يَقُولْ إِنَّهُمْ لَا يَأْلَمُونَ وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ أَنَّ فِكْرَتَهُ so the Sheikh says this individual is from the misguided Khawarij and he says that children do not feel pain and maybe the Sheikh says his thinking is that if children were felt pain if they felt pain it would be oppression to them maybe so they go off to these misguided opinions and they start making things up upon this ignorance of theirs that children do not feel pain. So that is something clearly wrong and the Shaykh highlights here that this is not correct. Rather children of course they do feel pain also. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ أَحَدٌ إِلَّا بِرَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يُعَذِّبُ اللَّهُ أَحَدًا إِلَّا بِذُنُوبِهِ بقدر ذنوبه ولو عذب أهل السماوات وأهل الأرضين برهم برهم وفاجرهم برهم وفاجرهم عذبهم غير ظالم لهم لا يجوز أن يقالوا لله تبارك وتعالى إنه ظالم وإنما يظلم من يأخذ ما ليس له والله جل ثناؤه له الخلق والأمر والخلق خلقه والدار داره لا يسأل عما يفعل وهم يسألون ولا يقال لما وكيف لا يدخل أحد بين الله وبين خلقه Here then he says Know Know that No one will enter paradise Except through the mercy of Allah Allah will not punish anyone Except according to the degree of his sins If he were to punish them all the inhabitants of the heavens and the earths, the good and the bad of them, then he would punish them 
without being unjust to them. It is not permissible to describe Allah the Most High as being unjust, since the unjust is the one who takes that which does not belong to him, takes that which is not his own, whereas creation and decree belong to Allah the Magnificent, the creation is his and the world is his. He is not to be questioned about what he does, but they are to be questioned why and how, or they are to be questioned why and how are not asked, no one can enter between Allah and his creation. So here it says, no, understand this, that nobody can enter paradise except through the mercy of Allah. And this is just like the Prophet ﷺ said, That nobody will be entered into paradise with his actions. Your actions will not enter you into paradise. They said, even you, O Messenger of Allah. He said, no, not even I. Except if Allah encompasses me with his virtue and mercy. فالله سبحانه وتعالى يكافئ العباد على أعمالهم والحسن بعشر أمثالها إلى سبعمائة ضعف إلى أضعاف كثيرة كل هذا فضل منه سبحانه وتعالى So we know that Allah سبحانه وتعالى He rewards His servants upon their actions and every good deed is for ten good deeds its equivalent ten times the reward for the good deed up to seven hundred times the reward for the good deed and many more so all of this is a great virtue from Allah. حَتَّى الْأَنْبِيَاءِ كُلُّ مَا يُعْطِيهِمْ مِنَ الْجَزَاءِ تَفَضُّلٌ مِنْهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى Even the prophets, everything that Allah gives them from reward, then it is from the virtue of Allah upon them. As for when Allah says in the Qur'an, أُدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Enter paradise because of what you used to do. So when this ayah says enter into paradise with what you have done, then it does not mean as a price, it does not mean as an exchange, that your actions are an exchange for you entering into paradise. Rather it is the cause, i.e. your actions are a cause for you to enter into paradise, they are a reason for you to enter into paradise, not that the actions themselves will enter you into paradise. يُكَافِئُ اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بِالْجَنَّةِ وَالرِّضْوَانِ بِسَبَبِ إِيمَانِهِمْ وَأَعْمَالِهِمْ صَالِحًا تَكَرُّمًا وَتَفَضُّلًا مِنَ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter the people into paradise and into the blessing due to their iman and their righteous actions that they did as a virtue from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them. فَالْإِنسَانُ لَا يَتَصَوَّرُ أَنَّهُ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ بِعَمَلِهِ حَتَّى يَمُنَّ بِهِ عَلَى اللَّهِ So a person should not think that he is going to enter into paradise just because of all the good deeds he's done. That your good deeds, there will be a payoff to get you into paradise. That is not the case. وَإِنَّمَا يَعْمَلْ وَيَشْتَهِدْ وَيَعْتَقِدْ أَنَّهُ يَدْخُلُهُ الْجَنَّةِ بِرَحْمَتِهِ وَفَضْلِهِ 
Rather, you carry on doing your good actions and you carry on doing your worship, believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his mercy and his virtue will then enter you into paradise due to those actions, etc. that you have done. لِأَنَّ نِعْمَ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ لَا يُكَافِئُهَا أَحَدٌ Because the blessings of Allah upon his servants, nobody can equate to them. Nobody can equate the blessings of Allah upon his creation. Nobody can give an example or similar to that. وَلِهَذَا كَانَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ يَقُولُ لَا أُحْسِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْكَ أَنْتَ كَمَا أَثْنَيْتَ عَلَى نَفْسِكَ That's why the Prophet ﷺ used to say, I cannot enumerate the praises upon you. I cannot gather or count up the praises upon you. You are as you have praised yourself. And Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا That if you were to try to enumerate the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to do so. If you try to enumerate the blessings of Allah, then you would not be able to enumerate the blessings of Allah. فَالْإِنسَانُ مَهْمَا بَالَغَ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ وَبَالَغَ فِي الْجِهَادِ وَبَالَغَ فِي الْبِرِّ وَالْإِحْسَانِ لَا يَفِي بِأَدْنَى نِعْمَةٍ مِنْ عِمِ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى So no matter how much a person he strives in his worship, and he strives in his jihad, and he strives in his righteousness and goodness, then that will still not be close to the smallest of the blessing of Allah from the blessings of Allah upon him. So, أُدُخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Enter paradise with what you used to do. It does not mean that you buy your place in paradise with your good actions. Rather, your good actions are a reason behind or a cause for your entrance because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his mercy and through his virtue will then enter you into paradise. Then it goes on to mention regarding وَلَوْ عَذَّبَ اللَّهُ أَهْلَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَأَهْلَ الْأَرَضِينَ بَرِّهِمْ وَفَاجِرِهِمْ عَذَّبَهُمْ وَهُوَ غَيْرُ ظَالِمٍ لَهُمْ that if Allah was to punish the whole of the people of the heavens and the earths, the righteous ones from them, and the evil ones from them, then that would not be any oppression from Allah. There would be no oppression from Allah. تَكَلَّمَ الْإِمَامِ ابْنُ الْقَيِّمِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ فِي مَعْنَى هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ بِكَلَامٍ شَافٍ وَفِي غَايَةِ الْجَوْدَةِ وَوَجَّهَهُ أَحْسَنَ تَوْجِيهِ Ibn al-Qayyim رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى spoke about this hadith. That if Allah was to punish everybody in the heavens and the earths, then whether they were the righteous ones or the wrongdoing ones, it would not be said, it could not be said that Allah has oppressed them. It could not be said that Allah has oppressed anyone, even if he was to punish all of them. So Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said regarding it, فَنَقُولُ وَبِاللَّهِ التَّوْفِيقِ وَهُوَ الْمُسْتَعَانِ وَعَلَيْهِ التُّقْلَانِ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُبَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الرَّبُّ تَبَارَكَ اسْمُهُ وَتَعَالَ جَدُّهُ وَلَا إِلَهَ غَيْرُهُ هُوَ الْمُنْعِمْ عَلَى الْحَقِيقَةِ بِصُنُوفِ النِّعْمِ الَّتِي لَا يُحْسِيهَا أَهْلُ سَمَاوَاتِهِ وَأَرْضِهِ فَإِجَادُهُمْ نِعْمَ مِنْهُ وَجَعَلِهِمْ وَإِعْطَاؤُهُمْ الْأَسْمَاعِ وَالْأَبْصَارِ وَالْعُقُولِ نِعْمَ مِنْهُ وَإِدْرَارُ الْأَزْرَاقِ عَلَيْهِ أَرْزَاقِ 
عليهم على اختلاف أنواعها وأصنافها نعم منه وتعريفهم نفسه بأسمائه وصفاته وفعاله نعم منه وإجراء ذكره على ألسنتهم ومحبته ومعرفته على قلوبهم نعم منه وحفظهم بعد إيجادهم نعم منه وقيامه بمصالحهم دقيقها وجليلها نعم منه وهدايتهم إلى أسباب مصالحهم ومعايشهم نعم منه ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he in reality is the one who gives the blessings upon us from the various types of blessings from the various types of blessings it is Allah who gives them to us and those blessings cannot be counted they cannot be enumerated by the people of the heavens and the earth so the very fact that Allah created us, made us into existence, that is a blessing from Allah. The very fact that Allah made us to be able to speak is a blessing from Allah. That He gave us hearing and eyesight is a blessing from Allah. He gave us intellect is a blessing from Allah. He gave us the sustenance and the provisions that is a blessing from Allah. He caused us to understand His names and attributes and his actions, we have knowledge regarding some of those affairs. Allah taught us that, that is a blessing from Allah, that we do the supplication of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the remembrance of Allah, and the love for Allah. All of these are blessings from Allah upon us, and that Allah protects us and guards us, and that he gives us what we require for our benefit. All of these various things are blessings from Allah, that he guided us is a blessing from Allah, that he gives us the provisions to live all of this is blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa dhikru ni'mihi ala sabeel at-tafseel la sabeel ilayhi wa la qudra lil-bashari alayhi and to try to mention all of the blessings of Allah in detail that is something that humans do not have the ability to do we cannot mention all of the blessings of Allah it's impossible for us to count them all وَيَكْفِي أَنَّ النَّفْسَ مِنْ أَدْنَى نِعْمِهِ الَّتِي لَا يَكَادُونَ يَعْدُونَهَا وَهُوَ أَرْبَعَ وَعِشْرُونَ أَلْفَ نَفْسٍ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ وَلَيْلَةٍ Then he says, وَيَكْفِي أَنَّ النَّفْسَ And it is sufficient that even the breath, when you breathe, مِنْ أَدْنَى نِعْمِهِ الَّتِي لَا يَكَادُونَ يَعْدُونَهَا It is from the smallest of the blessings that they rarely or barely even remember to count. Arba wa ishruna elf nima kulla yom. One hundred and twenty-four thousand. Arba he mentions that there are 24,000 blessings in that. That is just from in every single day and night in that one action. In that one action, 24,000 blessings every day. He says, let alone, leave besides, let alone all of the other blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon a person. وَلِكُلِّ نِعْمَةٍ مِنْ هَذِهِ النِّعْمِ 
حق من الشكر يستدعيه ويقتضيه فإذا وزعت طاعات العبد كلها على هذه النعم لم يخرج قسط كل نعمة منها إلا جزء يسير جدا لا نسبة له إلى قدر تلك النعمة بوجه من الوجوه So then he goes on to say that all of these other blessings it is upon us to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every one of them every one of them has a right to be shown gratitude and thanks upon and it necessitates that so if all of our worship was to be distributed to all of these blessings that Allah has given us, if all of our worship that we do, everything we are able to do, it was distributed amongst, distributed amongst all of these blessings, then it would not be sufficient to suffice as a thanks and a gratitude for all of the blessings. The portion or the proportion that goes to each blessing would not be sufficient. So we are unable to give the full thanks to all of those blessings. It is mentioned, قال أنس بن مالك ينشر للعبد يوم القيامة ثلاثة, ثلاثة دواوين ديوان فيه ذنوبه وديوان فيه العمل الصالح that on that day of judgment three parchments or three scrolls or three books will be uh, given to that person will be spread out in front of the person one of them with all of his sins in it one of them with all of his righteous actions in it. Diwanun fihi dhunubuhu wa diwanun fihi al-amil salih. Fayamur Allah Ta'ala asgharu ni'matin min ni'amihi fatakumu fatastawibu amalahu kullahu. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He commands with the smallest of the blessing to come. And the smallest of the blessing, it encompasses and engulfs all of his actions. ثُمَّ تَقُولُ إِي رَبِّ وَعِزَّتَكَ وَجَلَالَكَ مَسْتَوْفَيْتُ ثَمَنِي وَقَدْ بَقِيَتِ الذُّنُوبَ النِّعَمِ So then the person will say that I have not encompassed your, uh, I have not encompassed or been able to uh, cooperate, incorporate all of the uh, blessing upon you in terms of the rewards or uh, all of the blessings that you have given me. And there are still sins left and there are still other blessings left. فَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِعَبْدٍ خَيْرًا قَالْ إِبْنُ آدَمْ ضَعُفَتْ حَسَنَاتُكَ وَتَجَاوَزْتُ حَسَنَاتِكَ وَتَجَاوَزْتُ عَنْ سَيِّئَاتِكَ وَوَهَبْتُ لَكَ نِعْمِي فَمَا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكَ Then if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants goodness for his servant, he will say to him that I have قَالَ إِبْنُ آدَمْ ضَعُفَتْ حَسَنَاتُكَ وَتَجَاوَزْتُ عَنْ سَيِّئَاتِكَ وَوَهَبْتُ لَكَ نِعْمِي That your good deeds are little, they are weakened, they are few, but I have overlooked your evil deeds, and I have bestowed upon you my blessing, so there is nothing else that remains between me and you. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He allows goodness, He wants goodness for that person, then He will say to him, your good deeds are little. Uh, but I have overridden or I have bypassed your evil deeds and I have blessed you with my blessing so there is nothing else that remains then that section all indicates to us that the blessings of Allah are great upon us such that we are unable to enumerate them 
we are unable to enumerate and encompass the blessings of Allah. Whatever good deeds we do, then they would not be sufficient to be distributed amongst the number of blessings Allah has given us. Such are the great number of blessings. Then, لا يجوز أن يقال لله تبارك وتعالى إنه ظالم وإنما يظلم من يأخذ ما ليس له والله جل ثناؤه له الخلق والأمر والخلق خلقه والدار داره Then here it goes on to say that it is not permissible to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, He is oppressive or that He has oppressed somebody who does not deserve that Rather all of the creation is for Allah, the command is for Allah Everything belongs to Allah. So the Shaykh says, Naam la yajuzu an yuqal inna Allah zalim. Of course, it is not permissible to say at all that Allah is oppressive. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not oppress even the smallest amount. Allah said in the Quran, He does not even to the atom's weight, as they say, even to the smallest atom's weight, Allah does not oppress. In another ayah, وَمَا رَبُّكَ بِظَلَّامٍ لِلْعَبِيدِ That your Lord is not oppressive to the servants. And in the hadith Qudsi, يَا عِبَادِ إِنِّي حَرَّمْتُ الظُّلْمَ عَلَى نَفْسِي وَجَعَلْتُهُ بَيْنَكُمْ مُحَرَّمًا فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا That all my servants I have made oppression haram upon myself. And I have made it haram between yourselves, so do not oppress each other. So it is not permissible to say anything of that nature regarding Allah that he oppressed anyone or he will oppress anyone, that is not possible to say whatsoever at all. The Shaykh says this section is ta'rifun khata. لأنه حكيم عليم عدل ولا يضع الأمور إلا في مواضعها. So in this section then, it mentions regarding Allah سبحانه وتعالى that إنما يظلم من يأخذ ما ليس له that the one who oppresses is only the one who takes that which does not belong to him. But here, a Sheikh Rabia says that definition is not. Correct. The correct definition of dhulm, of oppression, is that you place something in other than its rightful place. That you place something in the incorrect place. You've done wrong then. You've done oppression. That is the definition of oppression. As for Allah, He is free from that. Allah will never place anything in the incorrect place. Everything occurs properly and accordingly. With justice. With knowledge, there is no possibility of anything being done in the incorrect way. So Allah will not punish except for the person who deserves to be punished. And He will only have mercy upon the person who deserves to have mercy upon Him. Everything will be with justice and with the virtue of Allah and there is nothing outside of that. Uh, similarly, the Shaykh goes on to say, وَقَدْ انْتَقَدَ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَةَ مِثْلَ هَذَا التَّعْرِيفِ فَقَالَ فِي مُجْمُعِ الْفَتَاوَى وَأَمَّا مَنْ قَالَ هُوَ التَّصَرُّفِ فِي مُلْكِ الْغَيْرِ فَهَذَا لَيْسَ بِمُطَرَّدْ وَلَا مُنْعَكِسِ He says that a person who says that ظلم is where you do something to the property of others, then that is not something which is the correct definition. It is not something which is consistent. 
That is not a consistent definition and neither can the opposite be true. فَقَدْ يَتَصَرَّفُ الْإِنسَانُ فِي مُلْكِ غَيْرِهِ بِحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُنُ ظَالِمًا Because somebody could do something to somebody else's property but by permission. So then he wouldn't be an oppressor if he did that. So here he goes on to explain some of the reasons behind that. But the point being that oppression, ظلم, the meaning of it is that somebody places something in outside of its due place. To put something outside of where it deserves to be put. So that would mean that you're not doing justice. You, up, you punish somebody who doesn't deserve to be punished. So now you've placed that punishment in a place where it's not supposed to be. Or you give mercy to somebody who doesn't deserve mercy. By putting things in their incorrect places, that is dhulm. So that is something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is completely free of. There is no possibility of that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is punished is because he deserves to be punished. And the one who is given mercy is because he deserves to have that mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his virtue allows that person rather to have that mercy. That's why we'll conclude upon that point. The prayer is coming. There's a few minutes if there are any questions, etc. And then we'll carry on in two weeks time, inshaAllah ta'ala. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين